Cool. Hey guys, welcome to Around the Campfire, where we come together as alphas have done for hundreds of years and sit around this digital campfire to learn from great minds the secrets we need to help us evolve and take action. Today on the show, we have BJ Gall. What's up, BJ? How you doing, man? Dude, appreciate you taking the time to uh, give us some insights on transformative bodybuilding, dude. You are a jacked motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Dude, how's things in Australia right now? I know the last time we talked to you, we were like in a phase four lockdown. How's that going? Yeah, we've still got another five weeks of that shit. Um, Jesus. But, uh, you know, what how did, how did, kill you makes you stronger and all that sort of cliche stuff. Damn right. How does one stay fit during lockdown? Is it very easy for you or what's changed? I mean, what's changed is no, obviously a gym is a an infestation ground full of, you know, contamination. Because think about like... <laughs> the perspiration that happens when you work out and the breathing, heavy breathing. And, you know, that's why having sex is probably probably the worst thing to do right now as well when it comes to transmission rates and being a super spreader and not one way or another. But um, yeah, like it, it has changed to answer your question. Like now I'm using bands and kettlebells and body weight stuff and uh, just trying to keep my heart rate up as much as i can that's awesome what do you think of uh like kettlebells i I like kettlebells yeah they're great obviously you know it's like a handheld gym you can do certain movements yeah yeah i've been doing that i kind of do a travel and whatnot i'm always on the go so i do a lot of cardio but i like to do things um one of my buddies while i was staying with in seattle had a kettlebell so it was it's kind of like that 80 20 rule right where it like you get 80 percent like ROI, I don't know the words for it right now, but uh, like on Pareto, Pareto, Pareto principle. Yeah, yeah, it's just your your return on investment for the output you put in for that workout is really good. Um, but what got you into? Let's go into your story a little bit, so guys can kind of get to know your journey and whatnot um, of you getting into coaching men with bodybuilding. Because I, I was like, how we talked about before um, how you you really said. Um, uh kind of a a goal for guys to reach to but you really check them on their intent like are you trying to get this to look like the cosmo and get outward validation or is this going to be a pathway to mastery for you as a man so what got you into that and coaching guys in in that unique way well seven years ago it was a different story man Uh, i I was diagnosed with mild depression and Mm -hmm. my life took a, a massive downturn uh for the worst um I was in and out of jobs, in and out of relationships, um, you know, smoking packets of cigarettes a day, ordering, like my, my house was littered with pizza boxes and huh. empty beer bottles. And, um, you know, I go out on the weekend, take lots of recreational drugs and party and, you know, I'd sleep with girls and I would you know, be living the rock star life as they call it. But mm-hmm. you burn in the candle at both ends. And you're doing that as a way of compensating for a lack in your life. And mm. uh, that realization really, uh, it woke me up because um, I, I know I was killing myself. Like uh, I was shortening my life expectancy. Um, what, uh, what helped you wake up? What was your realization that kind of snapped you out of that? That's, that's a really good question. 
um, it's it's obviously just hitting rock bottom. It's it's mm. waking waking up and 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 looking at your job that you're working at, um, you know, the people you have around you, the you know the respect that you have for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were there were nights where I, I walk home from clubs and I didn't sleep with someone and I didn't get that validation. And I would, I would literally have thoughts ruminating in my head saying, I just want to feel comfortable in my skin over and over and over, just constantly marinating in that and just feeling deeper, deeper in inadequacy. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm not sure if this is resonating with anyone, um, but... No, this is great. Yeah. This, this, I, this I feel was... Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of guys go through this in, in many different mm. ways. And it's almost natural for your for your evolution as a man. And I'm sure girls go through it uh, their own way too. Um, but for men, I know it's like you, you kind of have to hit that rock bottom and that's almost like your spiritual awakening in a sense of like what I'm doing isn't working. This isn't working. This isn't fulfilling me. And so it's almost like that starts you on your next uh, cycle as a man to reconstruct yourself, to become something better, hopefully before you waste away, you know, like uh, as the path you were going. I think yeah, it's like the hero's journey, right? Yep. It, it's it's like you you start off in you know a little tadpole, and swimming mm-hmm. around in a in a lake, and then eventually you become bipedal. And you you grow legs and you walk and <laughs> what however the evolutionary cycle is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a necessary part of development, and I think that a, a lot of guys want to avoid it as yeah. much as possible. Um, but I, I say run head first into it. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the secret. And you, it takes it takes a little bit as a guy to kind of understand that and come to terms with that, um, because there's always that seduction of putting your inner fulfillments on, like once you achieve something um, outwardly, like a, like a either an object or you know the girl you're dating or maybe the body type or whatnot, and you think, oh well, once I get that, you know, then then I'll be complete. Um, but then sometimes you get there and then you're like, shit, like now what? Well, so. yeah. And, and this, you know, that's a great point, man. And this is where, uh, you suggested that I read Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth. And I, I yeah, took, yeah. I took it upon myself to do that, reread it. And, uh, that's awesome. I, I got some nuggets out of it. Obviously one thing I'd highlight would be that a lot of guys are doing and they're not being. Yes. Yes. I love that you brought that up. So let's talk about that. What What do you think is the difference? Well, it's so simple, yet so complicated and intrinsic. Um, mm. Like, Do you think it's complicated because we're just overstimulated junkies? So doing is <laughs> like, do you, do you think that's part of it or... It's it's like you you believe that if you're, you're doing, right, and mm. you're either you're doing women you're doing making money you're, you're doing traveling yeah you're, you're doing all this self-development even that's you know <laughs> like getting lots of dopamine and reward hitting your pleasure centers yeah doing accumulating but then deep down like what do you have in your being like <laughs> when you when you look at humans we have the word human but then being at the end of it is your mm. being there and and that really stuck out to me, like yeah. super super perplexing and and very poignant of Eckhart to highlight that because we don't focus on the being, we don't focus on the internal compass. Mm-hmm. 
So therefore, think, the word compass. Like, yeah, go ahead. The word compass, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's a direction. It's directional. It's like if you've got a ship and you're out in the the bay area and you're going in the night and it's rainy and there's a storm and there's rocks in the water. It's like, mm-hmm. how are you going to navigate that? Whereas if yeah. you, know, you prefer uh, for it to be, I guess, more calm and placid and, and follow, follow a pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. Um, one way I see it as being um, more in like social dynamics. Uh, and I was talking to a buddy about this as well. Um, Cause I'm really focusing on like with guys that I help now is like help them develop their, I call it, uh, alpha awareness or alpha intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be with the moment to create space within the moment. Cause everyone want, wants to know like, well, what do I say? Or what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, but really just letting the moment breathe. And it's not what yeah. you say. It's, it's the energy behind what you're saying. Um, I, I like how Osho put it. He says words, uh, are like ripples, like a, a good, someone who says something really profound it's not even the the words they say are that deep. It's just the energy trail behind it you you resonate with. Yeah, um, and yeah. I, and I think that takes a while to cultivate a little bit. You know, maybe at first, I think guys like when we're in our early twenties, we need to just do because we have no sense of the world. And then and then you kind of get hopefully as as you're doing, you get a sense of being, and then mm. that kind of helps you kind of go inward a bit, where you actually have to do less, but you have to get your being, your intents that that compass right that and I, I would say that'd be like alignment that's alignment with your true self mm. yeah no look it's it's really man like if you could go back seven years and just look at yourself and <laughs> and just see like how turbulent you were you know if you mm-hmm. were to plot your day-to-day emotional uh abilities it would just be like a fucking wave and then a, a crash and then just constant up and down yeah um, and that obviously builds resilience. Don't get me wrong, but to stay in that state for too long, it's too toxic and mm. it leads, leads to irrational behavior and what I call emotional inertia. It, mm. it, it, uh, it, it actually uh, holds you back from moving because you become like in this apathetic state. Yeah. I had uh, another guest on Tim Ray and he talked about that. Um, oh, what was it? Uh, you're like, we, we do, we go through a certain stage or we'll do something um, where, and it stimulates for us for a while. So it's actually helping us evolve. But like what you're saying is like, if you stay there for too long, it actually becomes toxic because you're no longer evolving that, that same thing. Like even you can say, yeah. Emotional inertia. Yeah. 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 Spot on. So it's like, even like say drinking when you turn 21, right. And you, you party and whatnot. But then if you stay in that like heavy binge drinking all the time, mm-hmm. like now you're not growing. <laughs> now mm-hmm. at first it was like, okay, this is an experience. Okay. Now I know what this feels like. All right. And your, your being's getting a, a sense of it. Right. That's, that. uh, That's it. Experimentation. Then, That's right. We all have to go through it. We all have to yeah. experience, you know, what does alcohol taste like? What does ecstasy mm-hmm. taste like? What is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a constructive thing. I hate to say it. Yeah. To deny a man that right to experiment is, you know, it's, it's condemning nature. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think what you notice too, like going on a pathway to mastery is 
how similar habits and addictions are. They're, they're yeah. basically the same thing. And even yeah. like when you're switching your habits or making changes, it's like, okay, be aware of the habits that are keeping you where you are. And if you're dissatisfied, let's say you're a student, um, then it's like, okay, what are the habits that I can replace it with? Like, like one thing, like I'm even trying to do myself is consume and it's kind of paradoxical because here we are making it, but like consuming <laughs> less content mm. um, and maybe only doing it in, in doses of it at certain times. Um, but really trying to get, but, but instead of just like being like, okay, I'm not doing that because otherwise, you know, even that self is an addiction mm. It's like, instead, I'm like, okay, I'm going out to nature or right, I'm going to put my phone in my backpack and go out to mm. nature and mm. just like be in solitude for a bit or connect with people around, mm. um, you know, and, and have these deep conversations. Cause I feel like, um, you know, it sounds like you, you kind of went through this like awakening kind of early to kind of get yourself on your path to mastery. It looks like you're on. Um, but I feel like a lot of people are just now waking up to that um, just because the pressure of the, the social climate we're in with everything, mm. um, I think is good. But then now I think people are looking for answers and they're having um, hard experiences that they're, they're looking for guidance for as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously people, people look at me and they're like, Oh yeah, you're a fitness coach. You know, you're just that run of the mill gen- generalist guy who is just another guy who hops on stage. He's a bit of a narcissist. Yep. Talks, about, <laughs> talks about it all of him. It's all self-indulgent, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. But with me, man, like I, I was that skinny, scrawny, shy, you know, intro- I wasn't an introvert deep down. Mm. I'm more of an extrovert, but I was just very timid. And, mm. um, you know, I just, I, my logic, my reasoning and my creativity was like really sapped. Like, because I, I didn't, I, you know, here's an interesting thing about me. When I was in high school, I was called blowing Ben <laughs> because I didn't have the courage to start a conversation. They called mm. me a blowing. I would, I would interrupt people's conversations and contribute because that's, that was an easier way for me. I'm not sure if gotcha. this reson- resonates with anyone. It's a huge insecurity of me. Mm. Um, but I was called blowing Ben. And even just saying those words now make my skin crawl. Um, <laughs> wow. And yeah, it was, it was, I was getting bullied for it and, and whatnot, but I was being annoying because I didn't have the courage or the self-esteem to begin a conversation because I had such inadequacy. Mm. What did that, um, how did you overcome that? Was that through like social skills or through like what, what allowed you to kind of get past that? Um, I realized that they weren't my tribe. Mm. I realized that they weren't who the people I wanted around. And I was at the time I was obviously desperate for validation and attention and I didn't know myself. I didn't. Yeah. Then I started playing soccer and uh, I found solace in playing soccer and I got good at it and, you know, being athletic that, and all that sort of stuff. That's a very deep point, you know, that the fact that that wasn't your tribe. Um, Cause I, I feel like we go that through in different stages as, as we evolve as, you know, as men and, you know, looking for our ways and, and the different interests we take on too, um, and switching those. And, and sometimes that's like the, almost the power of you need to, you need to be comfortable being alone with yourself because sometimes you have to go through those phases to, 
um, let go of, you know, an old tribe of people that you don't resonate with anymore to let the, the new tribe come in um, mm. to your life. Um, I don't know if that, that resonates with anyone or with you. Um, yeah, no, for sure. It's out with the old, in with the new. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's, that's kind of the thing too, even with like break, going through breakups, um, you know, guys want to rebound real quick or sometimes even women, women can rebound real quick. Oh, they but, do it. I think women do it more frequently than men. Yeah. Well, it's easier for them, right? It's like getting laid for women is a choice. Getting laid for men is a chore. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, it's it's almost, there is like a healthy, I remember I did that. Like I went through a few relationships and I quickly tried to rebound and I felt like sick to my stomach too. I was like, just like, oh, this is not what I want. This mm. is just like a, trying to fill a biological need to, you know, not fall, not fall the way down, but it's like you kind of need to go down and, and fall and lick your wounds a little bit too. Cause mm. it's time to rebuild that chapter mm. is over. You need mm. to like let detoxify from that relationship so that the next one can come into your life. Um, and that's going to take a rebuilding of, of who you are. Um, tell me a little bit about the bodybuilding um, when you help guys. Or, or first, let's talk a little bit about your coaching with, uh, man, I know you had one student that was shedding weight, but um, how do you get them to commit to a pathway of, of mastery with bodybuilding? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the word bodybuilding is very skewed. Obviously, okay. there yeah. are, it has been a shift in the marketplace and just being obviously a business owner and doing my market research and, and identifying trends that are happening and and whatnot. Like it used to be just the belief and the, the, the perception of bodybuilding or body transformation was eat as much as you can, get super big, wear really tight clothing, uh, buy all the supplements, um, you know, take steroids and, and just be like a self-indulgent narcissist. <laughs> yep. um, and, and, you know, you had people like Ziz, you know, the, 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 the shredded for stereosonic crowd, uh, which mm. is just a, a music festival. It's kind of like ultra. Okay. Um, and, you know, they just, they get super big and jacked and they eat to the point where they were like gagging and just huh. lift heavy weights, like beat themselves up in the gym. But I feel like there's been a shift um, from that, and obviously, it's 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 a less sustainable. Obviously, it costs a lot for the food. You're most likely going to get injured if you train hmm. too much. Um, and then it's kind of more shifted into a, like a holistic uh, washboard abs style uh, hmm. aesthetic because you know only a selected few women actually like the bodybuilder stuff whereas this one is more like body transformation lifestyle holistic uh and that's i believe is the way that the trend's heading Mm. Um, do you feel that that sounds like a healthier trend in itself too yeah Um, yeah but it's kind of pinballing between you know the royal juice head and then you've got the look look at i mean gym shark they're on like the barrier there, are, uh, if anyone doesn't know who Gymshark is, it's basically a fitness apparel brand that saw a gap in the market and took ram with it. Um, hmm. and they're, they're like everywhere now, all over Instagram. Okay. Um, and then also, my good friend, uh, Ed is Ozturk, who created Do You Even from Melbourne, where I live. 
Um, he just started gym memes and he created Do You Even Apparel. Um, <laughs> and basically, it's kind of like Nike meets Mercedes. And huh. um, yeah, they're, they're pretty much like the hero archetype style clothing. But um, they're more about like fitness, like holistic, not necessarily like the clickbait bodybuilder style even though they probably do have a couple athletes but Mm. it's definitely the the 2020 and onward is all about holistic like body transformation like kind of what i have my my body representation is it's natural i've never touched any performance enhancing drugs Mm. or any uh fat burners or test boosters or whatever um so it's 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 achievable it's achievable based on the limit of your genetics and your, your muscle insertions and um, you know, your ability to transform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And I like the, the way it's going. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, your mix in with um, vibrations? It's one of my favorite topics, high vibration, low vibration. I'm always, <laughs> my, my yeah. brain always goes to with any subject, take it back to the Tesla quote, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency. It is. Everything's energy, man. And then going yep. back to Eckhart Tolle's book, like yep. you know, if you look at, I don't know, a leaf or even uh, I've got a pet bird. I was looking at my bird. I'm like thousands, tens of thousands of years of like procreation and like eggs being born and like genetic sequencing and energy behind this creature is like right mm. in front of me and I'm looking at it. Yeah. I love, I love nature. Nature is such a good cleansing, like for energy, like even if you are stressed or whatever, it's good to cleanse that. If you just go walk in danger, Um, it's also good. Like if you have a problem, like if you're an entrepreneur or, you know, trying to do something for your marketing or brand or whatever, whatever your pathway is that you're trying to solve problems. Um, Because like nature is the, the artist we all steal from, right? Like the elements, man. It's the, yes. Yeah. And so you can, and whatever you can almost use nature as like a moving, if you're going and walking nature, like a moving meditation of like the answers will come to you in nature. They're already there in nature. So mm-hmm. it's like, if your brain is primed with that problem, it, it'll find the solution. If you kind of go through it, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Um, you know, but, you know, um, do you remember that show Captain Planet? Yeah. Yeah. Way back in the day. It was all about the elements. True. Very true. Like, the, yeah. Like, the, earth wind fire water yeah i like that there's uh, some dynamic meditations i've seen um for like uh men's groups that uh i kind of want to start I, th- I think i might start doing pretty soon myself um where it's you move like the elements so it's like okay it's fire now move what your your body would feel like if it was fire and then water okay um ground earth right ground's gonna be a little bit more grounded you're gonna walk kind of like a caveman um, air, you're going to be a little bit more light and whatnot. But I think that's, it's a good kind of dynamic meditation to get people used to feeling energy in their body and, and building with it and kind of playing with it as well too. Um, but how do you use that? like the understanding of energy in, uh, in your workout. I think it's, it's just becoming more grounded in yourself, right? Okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's like when you're, when you're first starting out, like I always say to the guys who jump on the, the Adonis program is like the first three weeks is going to suck if they don't have much experience. 
or momentum right. going. It's like, imagine pushing a boulder. It doesn't have any movement. It's in inertia. But then when mm-hmm. you, it gets momentum and it builds up, it's like a compound effect. It's the same with money, your relationship. Um, so you have to get the ball rolling. It mm-hmm. has, to, has to be in motion. So like after three weeks of, you know, being pain in pain and discomfort and, you know, just wanting to quit because let's face it, delayed onset of muscle soreness sucks. <laughs> um, it's, it's about realizing that, you know, and, you know, it's a mental battle. It's, it's the yeah. silent battle you have with yourself about the story that you tell yourself, like your, your little, um, I guess everyone has stories, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, for example, yeah. The story you tell yourself when you're about to approach a woman is the most important thing because it's a series of subconscious programming. Mm-hmm. Like it goes back to you know you're probably going to think about if she's with her friends, she's like, oh no, she's probably focused on her friends. She's not going to talk to me. Or if she's at the gym, oh she's working out. Like um, maybe if I try and work it out in a way that if I'm leaving at the same time she is and I bump into her and it could be some like Harry met Sally moment or some bullshit like that. Um, but it's just, it's just stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's just stories, stories. And it's all down to our emotional hardwired behaviors, our conditioned responses, uh, memories that we have, attitudes, beliefs, how we were raised, perceptions of the world, routines, thoughts, feelings, all that. It's all at once. Yep. So it's that resistance and we all have it, but we need it for survival. Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm getting at is that that's 95% of your fucking brain. Yeah. So it's the, it's the mental war that's being played out. And I think that goes like with when it, in any, any skill set you're trying to learn. Um, and that's why I think it's good uh, to learn other skill sets. Like for me, I'm trying to get more into like kickboxing. Um, and I completely suck. And it's, it's quite humbling too. Cause you're like, dude, like <laughs> people, these guys can just kick your ass if they wanted to, but they don't. And so that's, it's refreshing. Um, but the, the different lessons, it it's, reminds you of like going through those four phases, which you go through when you're learning anything, which is unconscious and competent. The fact that you don't know how badly you suck. Like if a guy's never worked out or like, you know, gone after women or done kickboxing, he can talk all he wants and he may even convince himself until he actually does it. And then he's just like, Oh shit. And then there's mm. conscious incompetence, which means now you've become aware of the fact that you suck at that skill set. But that's if you're motivated and, and take a training course or whatever, you know, you can push through that. Um, and then the thing is, is it conscious competence? So that's, you're actually getting good, but it actually takes a lot of will and effort. And that's what you're talking about. Like the first three weeks, it's just hell and pushing through that. And that's, that's why it's usually good to have a coach or a mentor or a program you're going through to yep. push you through that mental bullshit. That's going to convince you to stay where you are, your old pre-settings. And then there's unconscious yeah, yeah. competence, right? Where that now it's like, now you start to automate those behaviors where now you just do them. Like, and I'm sure that's with you with a lot of your workouts now. It's like, or, you know, and maybe you have to figure out new ways to motivate yourself, but your, your body. Even, even, even meal prep, even meal prep as well. Oh, it's not okay. just working out. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the, it's the unconscious programming of like, now I've cooked this egg, this particular way, this amount of times over my lifetime. Mm-hmm. That is now completely unconscious programming. Yeah. 
And then just go the opposite way. Do you, do you eat pizza still? <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. Like last night I made like my own homemade pizza. Nice. And it was like totally guilt-free. I know the macros and like you know, I know that I'm in a deficit or I'm in maintenance right now. Um, yeah. And it's just, you just make life easy on yourself. It's uh, when you learn this particular skill set, you can use it forever. Yeah. And it's definitely going to benefit you in making more money, having enough energy, um, you know, <laughs> performing in the bedroom and at work, mm-hmm. like, and just self-esteem man, confidence. Like you can't buy that shit. Yeah. It's, it's definitely earned. Like you have to, you have to go through some bullshit to, to earn it. I, I think that's where it's like a lot of guys need to focus more on actually like having courage first because confidence you it takes it takes a while to earn it but courage is what's going to get you going you know the courage you gotta throw yourself out there man Mm -hmm. and and the more you think about it the fucking harder it is yeah (laughs) because you're you're just you're falling into that old mindset you're falling into those old stories and as soon as you're trapped in those stories fuck it's hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're just playing with all those programming from when you were young all those hardwired behaviors and thoughts and feelings so what is your biggest um i don't know piece of advice that you help guys with to get over programming when they they're like bj like i want to want to do your program or like i want to work out i want this but that 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 well i always look at like my top performing star clients okay and you know the results that they get are extraordinary because they're charting the path of what I went through mm-hmm. and it's similar to what I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like the guys who perform the best with me are usually um, having some form of a struggle in their life, whether it be a psychological, sexual, uh, mental, physical, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. like relationship struggle like guys who have just come out of a breakup that's a perfect example mm. they do treme- tremendously well in in the program um you know if they've been uh i guess laid off from work they do a lot better than those who have shit comfortable and cushy mm. yeah it's uh they get that fire in the belly from all that pain <laughs> yeah man and i i think I think that's like a kind of, we talked about this before. If you can, pain is a good teacher. Like, I think that's one thing you kind of learn. It's like pain and struggle. Like you, you learn to like optimize your life to get out of pain and struggle, but you learn that they're almost like a necessary facet in life to go to the next level of whatever that is, you know, for you. Um, but there, but if you can, I think the, the default is to avoid pain, avoid that or avoid Mm -hmm. the fear of it or whatnot. But if you can learn to, and I think it takes like some trial and error to kind of get it because you'll, you'll catch yourself avoiding what you need to be doing, whether it's that workout or, you know, going to improve your social skills, going up and talking to women or whatever. Um, But leaning into that fear. And then you realize the pain that you, you have a higher pain threshold than, than you actually realize. There's a lot of people though who have had like, there's obviously pain, right? But then there's trauma. True. So trauma is yes. trauma is like, for example, your dad left the family when you were young and you didn't have a strong father figure growing up. Like that's a 
big thing when it comes to your development and even just your belief in your ability to succeed in life later on. Like, yeah, even emotionally abusive childhood, like being locked in your room or physically, sexually abused, like uh, religious upbringing, yeah, <laughs> uh, cult- cultural upbringing, or they're so significant, yeah. And, and look, we're going so far beyond talking about like chicken and broccoli and lifting heavy shit off the ground, yeah, but it all comes full circle because this is holistic and this is where most guys go wrong how so is because they aren't coming to terms and learning self-acceptance for themselves and their circumstances Mm. of what has happened in the past because it makes up their entire life in what however they show up and one thing is how they're going to do everything so if they're showing up lousy in their dating life, they're more likely going to show up lousy in the gym. They're going to show up lousy in their business. Yeah. It's, it's funny you bring up that quote. That's a quote that's been um, coming up in my mind recently too. The, the how you do one thing is how you do everything. Um, they even talk about that. Like usually issues in your business are probably the same issues that are showing up in your relationships or probably in the gym or, you know, like going out and improving your um, social skills. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I think that's spot on because like you said, like, what is it like 90, 90% of it, or if not more is psychological, like the real, it's really simplistic, the, the plan to get you where you need to go. But I think that, why aren't people, why aren't people everywhere walking around with shredded abs yes. and strong and confident spot on? Or even I was thinking, um, there's this one YouTuber he's he's kind of entertaining but he also like he looks out for um influencers that are scam artists and whatnot um oh yeah I love those it's it's entertaining but at the same time too he's like the the major um not pessimist but screw like scrutinist someone who scrutinized or like a critic or something I don't know one of those words but um he's like a lot of his stuff is like he'll take apart people's programs and be like, you can learn all this in three books. But my thing is like, mm. well, if you can learn it in three books, there should be way more successful people. Like a lot mm. of people mm. are very well read. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It, and, and people know a lot of shits, but the difference, some people are like hoarders and self-development yes. junkies. Yeah. I, and I was that guy too. <laughs> and I probably still am to a certain extent. I always try to catch myself on that um, because it's so <laughs> easy to keep it in conceptual a con- as a concept to share with people versus actually being it coming back to what we were talking about before, like actually being it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I think like, as you get older with a, like the, the good part, if you're in the self-development or working on yourself in, in any way um, and you stick with it and you notice that you're not getting the results you want or you're not happy or yeah, you're, you're still unsatisfied is being like, okay, well, this information that I do have, what am I doing with it? And I think that's even with the the point that I, I feel like I'm just intuitively naturally doing is consuming less. Like I still consume, but it's like, all right, let's actually put to work the stuff that I do use. So if I listen to a podcast, if I watch a video mm-hmm. or something like that, I'm actually going to go put it to work and test it before I go watch some more. Mm-hmm. Like, you see, that, that that's a big shift, man. That mm-hmm. That's being pragmatic. Yeah. And it's it's learning something theoretical and then applying it practically in your life that's going to benefit and add value mm. and and that's that's where a lot of guys like they the missing piece of the puzzle is they just do theory yeah they just you know information 
addicts and then you can still get a high off of that like your brain you do yeah dopamine Mm -hmm. all dopamine yeah it's crazy and that's that's the thing with like you got to be careful with the addiction and the habit because you may be just trading one addiction for another that looks good on the outside you're like well it's self-development but it's like well if, if it's causing you and the same thing too it's like if you just fill your mind full of stuff that you're not using that's part of what's causing anxiety it's like your brain is overloaded and it has what's interesting yeah 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 that that that's that's a very good point man and what's interesting is like i um i dated a girl who was like addicted to (laughs) self-development she'd go to all the seminars she'd you know get all the books she was doing some mlm stuff Mm. um she was like with amway and herbalife and i'm the perfect prospect for those guys they always would hit me up i I got suckered into it for let's say suckered (laughs) like i actually do think like i met this multimillionaire there and i went to his penthouse and i could see that you could make money off of it if you chose to and it wasn't for me yeah but i felt i saw these other people prospect me it's it's pretty funny yeah look pyramid schemes like they're a necessary evil i hate to say it, but <laughs> they do it. have like i actually i i'm more of a, a person who would go there because i'm curious and i want to understand how they can and what what tactics are they doing on stage like yeah how are, what tone of language are they using like are they active or passive or you know, what what are kind of permission marketing do they use on people yeah to, to win, win over their trust and i'm super fascinated by all that like human psychology stuff and I, I got a tremendous amount of value from it um but in terms of the actual concept and the the, the business structure obviously it's just a huge pyramid scheme mm-hmm. the people at the top are winning everyone else is losing mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean I, there's still in the early days that's a great way to do it and people still make money now but mm-hmm. i mean you really have to cultivate this uh identity of uh someone who <laughs> has to brainwash themselves to think that they're helping people. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting way of putting it. Um, but yeah. It, Cause I know, I know, I know like the whole fat loss uh, meal replacement shakes are a crock of shit and they don't get bodies like mine. And, really? Um, no, they, they don't work, man. It's, it's like, it's just some huge money-making scam. Because it just kind of comes off as that like magic pill that here, just drink exactly. these. It, you get to still have great food. You don't have to like lose anything and you get a great body. Yeah, that makes sense. People, people, <laughs> you know, want to go to the, 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 the their brains are always looking for the, the path of least resistance, right? Yeah. And what's easier? It makes us comfortable. What makes us comfortable makes us like just, it's convenient. You know, we're, we're using less energy. We're using less bandwidth in our brains to get what we believe is a result based on good marketing. Yeah. Um, but, but then the end of the day, man, you got to just got to find people who have what you want and you just have to pay them to help you get there quicker. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It's either, um, you know, it's either a time investment or a money investment. You know, it's like, well, I mean, you can go the route of, uh, watching a whole bunch of videos and you're going to have to dig through the free stuff and, and make your own thing, but you're going to have to invest a lot of time or you can pay the money and kind of just, you know, have a tour guide take you there to get there faster. So it's like what, whatever you have to invest in and what you're willing to put is like what you're going to get out of it. And we're back. Sorry, guys. We got a little uh, technical difficulty and we got cut off from BJ, but we're back and ready for more action. Um, as I was thinking 
through the little break, BJ, um, I was thinking about uh, tips to hack the body. Um, if you have some, I'm someone mm -hmm. who likes to eat junk food and also fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, right. and I find that that helps sometimes. It's kind of cool. But like, what are some like cool ways to like hack the body that um, most people don't know about? Is there any tips you can share? Yeah, yeah. So obviously biohacking and hacking the body is very like common. And okay, uh, I guess the, the biggest uh, way to understand how to hack the body would have to be dealing with anxiety. Okay. Anxi yeah. Let's anxiety, talk about it. Like uh, obviously there's different types of anxiety. Like we've got agoraphobia, which is, you know, fear of um, tight space, confined spaces. Like if you're mm. on a sub submarine or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, you have, uh, there's agoraphobia. Then there's, uh, I think, obsessive compulsive huh yeah. uh, ocd you know like people mm -hmm. who can't walk into a room without switching off light switches in the room mm -hmm. um, ptsd so like a lot of war veterans who come back from war um, think about grenades exploding when they're walking around and and that sort of stuff uh social phobia so like you could call that uh, approach anxiety or whatever mm-hmm uh, you know, and then panic disorder, like people just have panic attacks and all that sort of stuff. So that's like the DSM, you know, type of anxiety. Mm -hmm. So how does it relate back to food, BJ? Well, think about emotional eating. Like the biggest reasons why people um, have issues with binging, binge eating, which is, I believe, the biggest culprit when it comes to... Uh, dealing with weight loss and, and obesity mm -hmm. is people tend to emotionally eat. Like you've got to look at the telltale signs of what triggers you off when you feel the desire to crave something. Yeah. Like, and, and the sad part about all this Ricky and everyone who's listening is eating can be the best part of your day. Yeah. I know that for like when I have my first, uh, that's why I love fasting. I've like taught myself how to do that and I can do it for a while. That first meal that you have, oh my gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like eating for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because your salivary and taste buds, they're uh, hyper stimulated because have you ever noticed when you are fasting and you walk past like a bakery or something and you just smell the fresh mm. bread that's being cooked yeah in and it's just like so stimulating yeah it well it makes you that's part of the reason why i like it and usually i'll drink coffee to kind of like uh neutralize the the hunger a bit um or tea or whatever um but yeah it makes you like hyper aware of things which can be a good thing or a bad thing sometimes um but yeah. i notice too sometimes i like i'll just kind of break up my habits and i'll eat breakfast in the morning but then I noticed like you, you can get into when you get good at fasting or you kind of make it like in a uh, like a new habit, you can get like to these new peaks where you can go like all day. And then sometimes you get into these like workflows that turn out really good or even social flows like you can get into these really good flow states with it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's very noticed, spiritual. yeah it, it is for sure. Um, I remember there's this guy talking on London Real about it and he said he was doing affirmations 
the benefits of doing affirmations while you're fasting. And he says, there's just a better connection to your higher self when you do that. So when you're writing in those affirmations while you're fasting, they're wiring into your, your subconscious or whatever at a deeper level. And it makes sense too, like, especially I'll mix it with fasting and meditation. Um, and it's, it's sometimes painful because a lot of like, sometimes trauma will come up. Um, but if you can kind of just stick it out, um, cause like pain has a threshold. So if you can kind of just remember that, um, yeah. you, you, you'll go through that threshold pretty quickly and then you actually release a lot and you'll have like this huge release. That's, that's pretty fucking dope. For, for sure. You know, what, what's also really interesting cause I'm obviously a bit of a, a bit of a nerd and <laughs> the, from the physiological, uh, view, uh, what's actually happening is a phenomenon, um, according to phd priya korana and it mm. is a thing called autophagy or autophagy okay um, basically a, your body's way of cleaning out damaged cells and regenerating newer healthier cells and that's what that spiritual feeling means it, it means that mm. you're auto regulating or um your your cells internally and then like destroying yeah. creating destruction and then recreation that's what it is yeah, man, I <laughs> I can feel those pretty right, reg- like regularly too. Um, you know, like I talk about with students, like the there's always a war between the old self and the new self, right? And sometimes you hit those days and you'll you'll feel off. Especially, I know students are like maybe like the first seven days they work with me, they get this like new rush and this high, right? Because they're they're learning all this new stuff. We're we're setting it up, so they're kind of like setting it up for their their new self to, to come out and it does come out but then you kind of get this rubber band effect that you have to go through and it's like shedding the old the old will bounce up and then you're like oh shit and really you just got to write it out you got to realize what that is and it's just like oh it's your old habits or whatever kind of putting up a fight and if you just kind of like realize it and just let yourself have a bad day and, and not indulge them um you'll you'll be fine but yeah, it's, yeah. it's an intense feeling. Like I can, I can feel that like psychologically or even in my body. And sometimes it feels like a death, like a lot yeah. of people. And I kind of want to bounce back to social anxiety since you brought that up. Um, but I, I know someone said, uh, what is it like? Suicide is a permanent solution to a, um, what is it? Just a temporary problem. And I think that's the best way to frame wow. it because yeah. like, it is you you feel like dying like and there's part of you that is dying off like part of you is dying but it's like don't kill yourself like just ride through that <laughs> you know as painful as it is and let that old you die off so that the new you can be born yeah well um man like it, it's super interesting like if you could uh put your body under a microscope which obviously they do with lab rats um mm. but if you could see what's actually happening with you know when, when you're fasting and, and, you know, your body doesn't have any, any food stuffs in its stomach or in its intestines or processing through the bloodstream mm. is if you look at, you say, just like your DNA structure, like there's evidence that um, insulin growth factor one, which is the, uh, you know, the, the fat loss and the, the muscle gain pathway in the body okay. that um, transcribes genes and genetic sequencing upregulations, down regulations of you know uh, infections diseases illnesses and then even like uh cures like with antioxidants and uh, other forms of uh, regulation mm. is your body starts to 
like regenerate it, it creates mm. it's like almost a new inner destiny uh just based huh. on not eating <laughs> okay can you go deeper into that that's interesting it's fascinating yeah so um for all my biology and science nerds out there um we've got different types of amino acids right and mm. amino acids are aetcg so um they are imagine like a zipper you've got okay. a zipper you've got all the aetcg um amino acids and mm. it's like undoing the zipper and it's releasing all the codes and then the codes are falling into like the locks and then that's creating new dna sequences so it's creating new types of information right yeah and that's all from fasting <laughs> wow yeah so so your body actually goes into a regenerate regeneration when you fast yeah yeah i think you feel that i definitely can can relate to that yeah fasting is pretty dope like i remember the first day i tried it though like a couple two or three years ago uh uh, one of the these coaches i was watching was like yeah i fast once a day so i was like all right i'm gonna try that and i tried it and i think it was a day like it was a work day too like i was just working on my own stuff and i had to stay in bed all day like it just fucking drained me but i think it was just like my old habits of like like food wasn't there so it like brought up like all this like bullshit like probably stuff from the past and just like old wiring and old beliefs just all came up and i'm just like uh uh i can't yeah, it's crazy. do it yeah. but it's fun like once you actually get good at it and, and you can actually enjoy it um, what are, what are some other, uh, biohacking things that you like studying about or some well, maybe uh, crazy case studies? You've well, seen? well, in terms of just hydration in general, like water is the most underestimated thing on the planet. Um, okay. And, and, and the solutions that it, it provides for outcomes relating to fat loss, which is the biggest culprit for fat loss. Most likely for people who have stubborn fat loss is if they drink water. It is, um, well, the water's the solution. The The problem is the uh, metabolic conditions that are associated with uh, people gaining weight. Um, okay. Yeah, so metabolic resistance. Um, so basically, what is your metabolism? Just imagine, like, uh, I'm not sure if you used to play RuneScape. <laughs> uh, that's, I think I, it's my mind barely remembers that (laughs) it's like a video game it's kind of like warhammer but basically you would have a skill and then you would focus on mining so you mine for iron tin coal uh different types of ores yeah and then you would grab those like rocks and ores and you put them into smelting so you'd smelt them in uh, big ass furnaces okay and then you would create bars from those ores so you would create like a, a tangible uh, square bar that you can then make objects out of or weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your metabolism is pretty similar, right? You eat food. So food in this instance is the ore. And then <laughs> when you eat it, it processes in your furnace and then it, you can then create tangible outcomes. So you can create like movement. You can create ability to lift heavy shit, right? Mm-hmm. So if your metabolism isn't hot enough, you're not going to burn that ore and create that object as good. Mm. And that's what metabolic illness is. It's your um, metabolism isn't firing at an efficient, um, I guess, heat. 
mm. that's generating the tangible outcome that you want. And what is the cause for that? Is that you're not getting enough physical exercise or is there actually like a, like a, a immune disease or? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it all comes full circle, right? Um, mm-hmm. Your metabolism uh, can be due to deficiency in food. It can be congenital. Like it can be based on, uh, you know, your genetics, mm, okay. uh, pre- genetic predisposition, congenital, um, environmental. Like um, there's there's uh, thyroid. People have thyroid conditions. Mm. Um, uh, they're often linked with poor appetite. A lot of women get it when they go through menopause, like okay. um, thyroid nodules. Um, which you know you got to realize that your whole like your hormone production is directly linked to your thyroid glands, right? Mm. So your heart rate, your blood pressure, your body temperature, your weight—it's um, all directly linked. So if that's fucked up, it doesn't matter. You know, if you're in a deficit, you're in a surplus. Uh, it's going to influence your stress and your ability to process the food. Hmm. That makes sense. And so how does water play a factor in there? So water is the uh, catalyst for chemical reactions in the body. So H2O. So it speeds up or slows down chemical reactions. Um, In this instance that, you know, we have a thing called enzymes. Not sure if you know what they are. Is that they break shit down, right? Because it's like good to have like in your belly, right? Like enzymes is that like healthy bacteria or we've, we've, we've got them all over our body yeah so okay um we've got them in our mouth when we're breaking down foods in our mouth okay we've got them in our throat we've got them in our stomach small intestine and they're all very different but they're all kind of similar mm. but basically they all have a, a role and that is to uh aid life through digestion and your metabolism mm-hmm and so the water, so you said water, I, I like that um, analogy. It's the, the fact of water. So water amplifies whatever your body's doing then, right, at the time. So if it's yeah, like well, breaking stuff down. The first point of contact always is if things aren't working, you've got to look at water because H2O, you just have to look at it on the periodic table, like hydrogen to oxygen molecules, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the first three on the periodic table, which is, is the most important. So mm. um, it's, it's crucial for life. And one really cool way, and, and I mentioned this in, in my book, cheap plug, but. Um, Go for it, man. A, <laughs> plug there's, it. A thing, there's, there's a thing called pitting in the skin. Right. Okay. And I mean, you can do this now if you want, but basically you just uh, look at your foot, you get your, your, um, your thumb, and you place it down on just below your ankle, right? So just below that, you know, bony protuberance Uh on your ankle is like this little spot. And if you hold down for about five to 10 seconds, right? Mm -hmm. Just a little bit of pressure, press with the thumb. And then... I think I'm doing it in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard. But, um, and then you'll let go. And if you should see like a, a bit of a white discoloration, because that's, that's moving the blood away. But if, gotcha. there's a, a, 
what what I mean by a pitting is if there's like a little bit of a dip in there, if it doesn't go away, that's an indication that you're dehydrated. Interesting. That's cool. Okay, so you do it right below the ankle bone with your thumb and you just hold your thumb there for like five to 10 seconds. And so if there's yeah. a, and if you said if it, the color stays too long after, then, so then that's it, dehydration. It's more about the pitting of the skin. So the if the, okay. yeah. So if there's like a dip and the dip doesn't go away, that's an indication that you're dehydrated. Um, okay. And, and what, what happens when, muscles are dehydrated is they're very uh rigid and stiff and they're they're more likely Mm -hmm. to get damaged uh because they don't have that elasticity that you need gotcha what should someone do um when they have eaten too many cookies and chips and had a cheat (laughs) day get back back into the action without that affecting them too much so in terms of cheat days, like the whole concept of cheat day, it's like, well, just that word in itself is negative, right? Right. Like um, if you cheat on your girlfriend, that's negative, right? <laughs> Babe, it was cheat day. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> Maybe that would make relationships better if everyone just had a cheat day like once a week. Like, <laughs> it's like if you were, if you were only 80% committed to your relationship <laughs> – Twenty percent, you fucked around. Honestly, that's action. probably pretty accurate for people, but <laughs> it's more just—it's more probably just like porn than like act, they probably can't actually cheat, so they just jerk off. Yeah, look, our men's eyeballs pimble all around every single day. Uh, yep. Different attractive women. It doesn't matter if you're in a ten-year committed relationship or you yep. just met someone for a one-night stand. Your eyeballs are always going to be <laughs> like Terminator vision on attractive women. I don't care what you say. It's mm-hmm. completely, uh, you know, it's, it's evolutionary biology. Mm-hmm. You can't argue with it. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of like having cookies and binging on shit, um, you just have to look at it like from the point of view of what's your goal? You know, what mm-hmm. are you trying to get out of? what you're doing it all comes back to the intention at the end of the day Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's spot on it's funny how more and more i see that it's like your why what is your why and usually when things are going wrong it's like okay well let's go back to back to formula what is my why and then you kind of um figure about there figure it out i don't know what i'm talking about anyways (laughs) um (laughs) Anxiety. Let's let's jump back to anxiety for a minute because you, you spout out a whole bunch about that, and I find anxiety fascinating. I've dealt with anxiety. I probably will deal with anxiety my whole life, and I feel like it comes from different angles too. Like it's not just one thing. Um, and I feel like people who have it, it comes from different ways too. It could be social. It could be like like you said, PTSD and whatnot. Um, how do you how do you feel like energy affects or excuse me? anxiety affects the body like energetic wise like because mm-hmm. you know we talked about before and this is like always my thing is like think in terms of energy frequency and vibration and i know like i can feel like anxiety in my body and it's um it's like a, it's an interesting energy when you can kind of like see in your mind as that it's, uh, as just a, s- a sensation it's like oh the mm-hmm. sensation right and kind of disconnect the sensation from the thought patterns and just focus on the sensation of it 
Um, I kind of like the quote. It's, it's very interesting, very interesting question, man. Um, yeah. Like, I believe the biggest way to uh, help alleviate or reduce anxiety is to accept that you're going to die one day. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's that, um, you know, uh, knowing that that mortality that you have um, is real and it will happen one day and it will mm. even happen to your people you love around you. Mm. Um, it's kind of freeing in a way. Yeah. I feel too, it's, um, there's a quote and I know some people who have anxiety think it's bullshit and I, I could see why you could say that, but it, it works for me is, uh, what, what is it? Uh, anxiety is your genius pointed focused in the wrong direction, basically. Mm. Like when you have that energy mm. trapped in you. And so sometimes like just moving the body can help. And, and I think that's kind of it's one issue I see popping up even in my own world, like just like with my own habits and shit of just like how society set up of just working, you know, being an entrepreneur on your laptop, right. And working on your computer or being on your phone. It's like, you're always sitting in, in front of a screen. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to get here and I'm going to sit and be yeah. on front of the screen. And so Absolutely. it's like, things that pops up. Right. And so you're, and it's like, you got to move the fucking body more. Like you got to do something, some workout or whatever dynamic. Like I've been doing a lot of dynamic meditations recently. And it's like, when you move it, then it, that's when it dissipates. Otherwise the energy gets trapped up. And then it gets like, if you're a, you know, neurotic thinker, it's going to get sucked into your thoughts and all your energy is going to be trapped between your throats and your fucking head. And you're just going to yeah, be stuck. Right. In your head. So so, so going back to the anxiety, and I'll touch on what you just said just then as well, but the anxiety uh, is the biggest culprit for people um, holding them back from getting what they want, right? It's like mm-hmm. a high, it's a high investment of your identity in the opinion of others. Like, for example, mm. the guys who want to have the six-pack abs, the 10 to 15% body fat, the more energy, you know, the more confidence, high self-esteem, and they're doing it for other people that in itself is inherently needy and yeah uh, they're attaching their ego to other people's opinion of them and that's not how a high confidence high self-esteem guy behaves so it's mm-hmm. like it's a comp- complete contradiction of you know of of moving through the the journey that is cre- creating a, an alpha male mm-hmm. So the fact that you're scared to death of people's investment or opinion of you is super needy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's deeply rooted too, right? Because it's so easy to understand that as a concept, but then to see how that's actually running in your mind can be a little, it can be elusive, right? Because if it's operating, it doesn't want to be seen. (laughs) it's like it's kind of like the bullshit of the the subconscious or whatnot if that's operating you which at a certain level it's kind of all operating us and gotta have to face that and and, uh let it go but the the thing is completely destroying your anxiety is impossible like you have dead Mm. person's goals right we need anxiety We, we need that fight or flight response to happen in us because let's say for example shit goes down and like we're running away from someone who's got a gun. Right. We need to run as fast as fucking humanly possible to get away. <laughs> yeah, like, you're like, I've eradicated all my anxiety, you know, and the guy's like, cool. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Headshot. <laughs> <laughs> 
so <laughs> we need that we need that you know pupils dilating our, our palms sweaty you know our heart racing a million miles an hour we need it it's it's yeah. survival mechanism like if we're in the, the water and we're surfing and there's a shark we need to get yeah. the fuck out of there yeah otherwise, otherwise we're shark bait so <laughs> Like, it's just, see, the thing about anxiety is it's like, if you're sitting at your fucking computer and you've just had six coffees and you're not moving <laughs> and you've got all this fucking work piling up on your desk and tabs you know, of, tabs of internet windows open, tabs YouTube, of internet tabs windows. On tabs, yeah. Yep. You got text messages on your phone from a nagging girlfriend, you know, mm. it's raining and miserable outside. Like it, it's just this snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if you're not aware of it, you're fucked. Yeah. And it, and it runs you and, and you go along with it because it's your fight or flight mechanism. So it's, it's like, we got to get out of here. And it feels real because you know, your heart, everything's responding to it. So it can be a definitely never, never, never believe what you think in your mind ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was a question I was going to ask before. Oh, so you were talking about that with, um, with students that you, if, if they're starting at an ego base of what do people think of me? And, and I think kind of all guys start with that. Like that's kind of what gets them on the path of like, let's say bodybuilding, for instance. Mm-hmm. But uh, how do you get them onto the path of doing it for them, doing it for themselves, their own pathway to mastery, doing it as well, a, yeah, at a no, higher that's route. A, that, that's a perfect uh, question. So first and foremost, man, self-love. Self-love okay. and self-acceptance and, uh, you know, being in an environment that is, is positive, right? You know, mm-hmm. trying to stop blaming other people for your story that you have, taking full uh, accountability and ownership on your life, mm-hmm. um, you know, tackling things head on. Um, stop, stop, stop overthinking, like stop intellectualizing shit. Um, <laughs> that's that's a huge one like especially a lot of a lot of conscientious guys who i talk to who i coach um you know obviously they're very dutiful with finishing tasks and following through but they often just are super skeptical and rationalize everything and uh they you know they do that at the expense of taking action and and make yeah. shit happen let's go back what do you how do you define self-love how does someone be like, okay, yeah, self-love, cool. Yeah, I know that. Like, like how does one practice that? It's easier said than done. Um, <laughs> and, and like, I mean, if everyone was in touch inherently with their, their selves, um, that the world would be a better place. Uh, with yeah. Less judgment and less ego. Uh, but yeah, man, like... It's a tough ask, but I believe it's uh, self-love is all about, uh, you know, if we want to get a little bit religious, you could say treat others how you'd like to be treated. Um, mm. But but it comes down to selflessness and, uh, you know, deconstruction of ego and vanity and narcissism and, and um, building a, a community of like-minded people, like a tribe of people yeah. who, you know, you want around you, um, committing to something that's higher than yourself, yeah. giving, giving back, letting go, yeah. 
and being um, closer to some form of uh, higher power. Yeah. Whether you choose to believe in Gandhi and whoever. I guess I said Gandhi. Believe in Gandhi. Gandhi. If you believe in Gandhi. Yeah. So, that's a good answer. I was, uh, I was uh, kind of testing on that to see what you'd say. And yeah, that's it's spot on. Um, it's like, I, I just had a call, a uh, pretty good call on that today with some other guy who teaches uh, self-love and he definitely knows what he's doing. Um, but uh, yeah, a, a good concept or term I heard was the mirror of your own heart, right? Because mm-hmm. we're also, it's like, well, what is this person doing? What is that person doing? But it's like, well, what is your, what is your, the mirror of your own heart look like? Like, how are you treating people? And how does that dictate out? Because I mean, that's, and even when you get into like spirituality and whatnot, or even, even if you want to take it like law of attraction route, it's like, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta start it first. Like you mm-hmm. are the generator, you are the creator of your reality. So whatever mm-hmm. is going to start is going to vibrate off of you. So if yeah, you want, yeah, yeah. like everyone wants to be the guy who walks around with girls checking them out and giving them compliments and shit. But it's like, how many fucking girls did you compliment today? Right. That's where you got to start. And that's your ego doesn't want to do that though. Cause then you're like, Oh, well I'm just gonna be the nice guy. Well, no, you're not being the nice guy. You're coming from a genuine place. Yeah. Like love, you know, and love at the end of the day, it's, it's interesting. Like the more you think about, it, cause love is service at the end of the day. And then like, again, you might have the, person the um and i was i was stuck into this too when i was on the call the uh what's that called the intellect the you're stuck in the intellect you're like well service like that doesn't sound very cool or badass but mm-hmm. what does it take to be someone who serves really well you know and either you, and you can see this too i even like doing it when it's like a, a barista or a bartender or a server when they give you great service right mm-hmm. um part of it it is it's not needy whatsoever it's like they they don't even care if you're there they they can take it or leave it Right. Mm. But they, they love the, the act of, you know, serving you in the way they do, whether that be a drink or whatever, but they get joy from it. Um, and I think where that comes from, too, is kind of realizing that the world is your oyster. You know, if you are love. Right. And this is I'm going to take it a little deep for a little bit <laughs> here. I, I, this is stuff I've been thinking about today, too, is like mm. you, you start from love. So you are whole. You, you're already complete. And so. Mm the world is your playground in a sense. There's nothing it's, I like how Osho says, he's like, you don't need to dominate the world. The world's already yours, you know, and just go play in it like a fucking playground. And so that's Mm -hmm. where service comes from is to help other people that don't understand that yet, because where is the intellect coming from? What, why is the intellect trying to build itself up? It's building itself up because it's afraid. It's fearful. (laughs) So, so it's like all that, all that work is because you're afraid. But if you just let go of that, then you would tap into everything. That's like where you go into like alpha intuition and all that. Cause that's, you're tapping into love. So yeah. It's- and what's, what's, what's super interesting too, um, when you go deeper into the whole self-love thing mm-hmm. is um, I, I read a book recently called the, the way of the, the peaceful warrior by Dan okay. Mil- Milman. Sure I've heard of that is. book. Yeah, how is that? Um, yeah, it, um, obviously <laughs> it's a, it's a really good story of a, a guy who's training to be a gymnast and then he mm. injures himself, and it's very similar to my own story in a way. Mm. Um, and basically, it, it, the he he develops some um, imaginary friend, 
mm-hmm. who, you know, I, I don't want to ruin it, but I mean. Is his name uh, Tyler Durden? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah, in a way. But um, he just talks about um, uh, action always happening in the present and it being an expression of the body, mm. uh, which can only exist here and now. Uh, mm-hmm. But the the mind is a phantom that uh, lives only in the past or the future, and yeah. the only power <laughs> over you is drawn to your attention out of our present. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's and, and that's the thing too is it can be so easy to do that, especially like you can notice it in conversations, like concepts, and you just go into concept mode or analysis of the moment. Let's, let's analyze the moment, or let's yeah. talk about the concept of the moment. Mm-hmm. Well. All of us here that are listening right now, why don't we just take a breath <laughs> and be in the moment? Mm. Like that, that is going to connect you to something way more powerful and strong. Um, but your and your intellect can't understand that. Like it's a it's a higher intelligence. But we've all had those moments of intuition where you heard something to t- to make a move, and usually that that is like your higher self or your intuition telling you to make a bold move. Um, and and it's helping you, right? Like even, you know, like with women or with bodybuilding, like, you know, like go, you know, go seek out this or go read this book or whatever. Mm. Um, then it's, then it's the intellect afterwards. That's like, well, you know, whatever. Right. It's like three seconds after it has the reason why not to, you're like, Oh, Mm. and your fucking higher self, your intuition's like, dude, like I'm trying to expand you. I'm trying to like make you live dangerously and and get you your (laughs) dreams. But you're fucking fighting me here. And then you're like rationalizing it. So yeah. Mm. It's, it's what's, what, what's also uh, really interesting as well is like, mm. uh, like Elon Musk, for example, is like, yeah. just older to him becoming more of a minimalist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> That's and interesting. One, one, one of the, the quotes that they have in the, the peaceful warrior is the secret to happiness you see is not seeking more, but in developing the capacity to enjoy less. Yeah, I fully agree with that. And I, I kind of feel like we're we're probably headed that way, especially with all the all the crazy shenanigans that's going on. Um, I was at the the lake the other day, and uh, I saw a few guys. Um, there was like three guys in a not canoes, but um, what are those paddle? But the boats, the kayaks. They were in kayaks, and they're like kayaking down. Like had the music playing and whatnot, and uh, I think they had like beers with them. And there was one guy paddle boarding the other way and they stopped and they were talking back and forth. And I, I think the one guy like wanted a beer off of him and he's like, dude, I'll Venmo you right now. And I'm like, dude, that, that's fucking sick. I'm like, that's how it's going. Especially, I mean, that's what like Bitcoin is kind of like trying to do. It's like peer to peer. So it's like, you don't need a bank, but I'm like, yeah. that's kind of where we're going. And even like my buddy, he, he's like an artist and like, he has a shirt, like this badass shirt with this chick on that says like rebel in the classes he's like, yeah, he's like, I'll send it over. Just Venmo me 20 bucks. I'm like, dude, how cool is it? Like you're getting like clothes from your friends and like, we're all creators in a sense. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's kind of a cool place that we're going to, or that we're headed to past all the shenanigans, all the, all the fear that's being pumped out right now. And, but. and, and yeah. And, and see, this is the thing. It's like a part of life. It, it, it's, it's about managing and regulating your emotions along the way and being yeah. okay okay with feeling not okay <laughs> how, how do you feel okay not feeling okay what are some of your strategies becoming more like present with 
who I am and, and self-acceptance and, and letting, mm. letting go that, that word, letting go, like just gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Um, yeah. It's that constant, like holding on to something, uh, whether it be a story, an ex-girlfriend, um, losing money or, uh, I don't know, grief or whatever. It's, it's just knowing that <laughs> it is what it is. And there's no way of changing it. And the more you try and change it, the more, the more you resist, the more the emotion will persist and the more the ego will empower yeah. that emotion on, onto you and make you suffer even more. Mm-hmm. Letting go too, it's, it's interesting because like, it's just kind of being okay with the story or the fear or whatever that's coming up too. Because like, I think at first, like my mind will try to fight it be like, no, or I'll try to come up with a better story or whatnot. But really like to let it go, it's like the thing comes up, the trigger comes up and you're just okay with it. And and sometimes maybe it's like the wrong scenario, like you're around people or whatever, but if you can get alone by yourself, you know, get into a a safe space to meditate, you know, even in nature, just and sit there for like 15 minutes and just be okay with it. You'll see that, that it's almost like a program. It like runs this course but it realizes it's, it's now no longer serving a purpose. Even, even our negative programs, like if they're still operating at some level, you know, your, your mind feels like it's serving its purpose. Otherwise it would not use it. It would get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, see like developing a body, like I said, it's not just about following an app on right. you know, app store, Android store blindly. Um, you know, eating whatever's on a, a spreadsheet or, or a PDF um, or, you know, buying all these supplements and, and doing lots of cardio. Like it's, it's not that it, there's so much more in depth things that need to happen mentally. Yeah. Um, you to set your CPU and run the script to then get to where you want to be. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of where the art of your coaching comes into play because I mean, I'm sure the plan you, you have for them to do is probably pretty simple. There's probably a few different plans, but the, the art is unwinding everything that's stopping them from doing that. Yeah, it's, right? it's a lot of, lot of uh, control-alt-delete, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well said. All right, BJ, dude, it was great talking to you, man. Um, where can people find you if they want to um, check out your content or your book? Yeah, cool. Uh, so right now it's just facebook i'm building a website at the moment uh cool book's gonna be out on amazon kindle uh, okay and yeah i haven't actually finalized the cover for it yet because i'm I'm still speaking with my uh, graphic designer okay um i'm i'm getting the the graphic designer who created can't hurt me by david goggins so we're oh nice yeah, so I went through like the international bestseller um, <laughs> co- cover designers, you know. <laughs> it's just it's just David Goggins' body, but with your face. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone can Photoshop my face on David Goggins' like <laughs> Navy Steel's body, I, I will happily give you a fifteen-minute free consult. That's awesome. All right, man, dude, it's been a blast. Um, we'll have to do this again. But yeah, uh, check them out on Facebook, guys, for a. Uh, holistic fitness man and i appreciate what you do uh take care man cool man thanks guys